0: You're listening to Living Brave, a podcast where nothing's off the table. It's about leaning into discomfort and pioneering a new way of being. I'm Shoshana Raven. I created Living Brave to break down the shame, stigma, and fear holding us back from living the lives we dream of. Here, myself, my guests and friends share unfiltered stories and diverse insights to help us get out of our own way build thriving relationships and step more fully into our authentic selves i believe that when we realize we have nothing to hide and truly hear each other out we clear up a huge amount of mental space and of course no one can do the work for us but we can be inspired to reclaim our lives and achieve what we dream of and so much more when we step into this radical truth tone. So let's get started. Hey, everybody,
1: welcome to episode. because I just recorded this whole thing and realized I didn't have the mic plugged in and it was a real test for me. (laughs) But uh, round two, I want you guys to have really good audio quality because I know when you're sitting in your car, that little muffly sound in the background is sometimes not nice. So here we are. Bear with me. I am feeling under the weather in Hanoi right now, Vietnam. Today, I want to talk about role-playing to set the mood a little bit <laughs> the role playing that we all do and some of us have a lot more fun with but before we dive into that little update vietnam is freaking awesome it's full of motorbikes and chaos and culture in contrast of old and new and i'm so excited to be here and just because i'm having these flu-like symptoms it's inviting an opportunity to be super grateful for miles for taking care of me and all that's to come it's actually making me more like shit this city is awesome and I wish I was out there exploring so yay to everyone who's feeling sick this shall pass and I know that you will come out healthier and stronger than ever I hope that you had a peaceful and celebratory New Year's in the way that feels good for you now we all have thoughts on Goal setting and looking back, and we're all sharing a ton. And although I heard something like 8% of people follow through with their goals, I have learned to love New Year's as a time of like collective processing and integration of like hey what worked last year what did I do what did I accomplish can I share that and inspire someone in an authentic way and where did I fall short or where did I not meet my targets and were those targets from a a good place and what were my values and how have my values changed and once I get clear about my values how can I live out this year more in line with that and and bringing in more clarity so yay it can also be a really exhausting time. So here's to giving ourselves that space. And Speaking of space to just be, I want to talk about a topic that's been extremely transformational for me and also is like a total fuck. and I love talking about. So We dive deep on here. About role-playing and the stories that we tell ourselves and the stories we live our lives by. So we all play roles. We know that that's what drives our society, and it works, and this whole machine is working because you go to school to be a doctor and I go to school to be a lawyer, and someone, thankfully, learns how to make delicious food and then get to eat it, and it fuels all of us, and it works. We like it. It's yay. But the thing is, we all can relate to feeling stuck, Sometimes we can't pinpoint why we feel stuck or stagnant, but it's because of a role. And I see roles essentially as stories that we make up to make sense of ourselves, the world, and our place in it. And these stories are so beautiful and painful and full of effort. I love storytelling, but they're made up. They're based on events, but sometimes have nothing to do with the present state and we all know that things are constantly evolving so that disconnect that we often feel is from who we truly are in a story that used to maybe make sense and work and work for us or never worked for us and sometimes we even step out of those roles ourselves and they're reinforced by our communities whether it's expectations of our families or whatever it may be and that drives some confusion and discomfort And then worse off, we may want to change the role, but we feel we don't know ourselves without them. Who am I without my job? What would I do without being in the office? What would I do without my work friends? Um, What would I do without my Instagram following? (laughs) So the flip side of that also is that we love our roles. Sometimes we work so hard on them. Our labels... And we're proud of them. And that's cool. That's good. But it leaves us in a super vulnerable position when we realize that nothing is constant. So it feels kind of abstract. And I think that's what makes people kind of shy away from spirituality is because it seems so out there like you are this unborn undying self of pure awareness consciousness but you realize that the foundation of all religion and all spiritual teachings and all the great masters it's that you are whatever we want to call it christ consciousness love oneness source pure awareness it's all saying the same thing so how do we connect with That which doesn't change. That which is the same within you. Hmm. I love to learn about how these roles play out in our lives. I was recently listening to a podcast on um, true sex and wild love. It's fucking awesome. Rewriting the narrative about female sexuality and just about relationship structures in general and, and love. It's great for really has something for everyone. But this one is called when you're the one who cheats. And they're looking at the research, and a woman who has spent her life doing this work with infidelity, and she says that most people don't step outside of the relationship um, because of the other person, or even because of the person they're attracted to. It's because of how they feel when they're with this other person. It's because of who they become when they're with this other person, And I love that we want to know the detail about the affairs so that we can understand what we lacked or what went wrong and question ourselves on what we did wrong. But instead, she says, ask, who were you when you were with that person? And what she finds is most people were someone that they felt they couldn't be at home or with their primary partner. And that story was either true or totally made up. And kind of reconciling that is... Where the work comes of figuring out whether or not you want to move forward in your relationship. I had another great part about moving through compassion first over trying to jump to forgiveness and how compassion is really the only sustainable solution to healing relationships, which I love and And the sense of forgiveness creates this power dynamic of like, okay, if I forgive you, maybe tomorrow I won't forgive you. And today I do forgive you. And still has this like, you did something wrong, I'm right. Instead of like, hey, I see you and I have compassion. It's really fucking hard. But when you have true compassion, forgiveness comes with it. So yes, listen to that. (laughs) Well, that's a snippet. And I think this all comes back to... This distance that we create between our mind, we say the ego lives up there, and our heart, the place where compassion comes from. We put our hand over our heart. And when we're stressed, we put our hands on our head. Like, it just makes sense. Uh, Muji, the same teacher that really opened my eyes to a lot of this and first introduced me to the fact that these this isn't a, an idea or a concept that you are this self versus your changing person. It's an experience, and if you try to understand it through thought, then you never will. He says, no thought has any power. You have the power. And when you identify and believe in the thought, you give power to the thought. Hmm. Once you know that you are not flesh and blood, that you are the eternal spirit, then nothing will trouble you. Hmm. We all have flickers of this. We don't have to sit in a cave or jump into a practice for years, I believe, to experience this sense of pure being of the true I am before I became all these things and picked them up and wore them like clothing whether I think they're fashionable or not he has a really beautiful exercise it's like a meditation of sitting closing your eyes getting in a comfortable seat and just seeing yourself yourself turn upside down, all the labels, all the garb, all the ideas, all the learning, and let it just fall out until there's nothing left. It's just you and who are you then? And does the questioner and it disappear. this peace and being pure awareness and letting go of the idea that you are something and you have to be something and you're defined by your experiences and even your future actions so the past and the future that's a huge blow to our ego because our ego is is the one pulling us away from the presence of consciousness But the ego is not always happy about this. (laughs) And I had these questions when I was in satsang of like, oh my gosh, all this talk about killing the person and killing the ego. Like, can I live with the person? Like, what if I like this person that I've created and I know it's not me? Okay, I get it. Because I used to be shy and now I'm outgoing, so obviously I'm neither. But um, I've worked really hard on being this person, so can I still be that and they say in satsang that someone will come up and ask the question that you've been thinking about. That's kind of exactly what happened. This woman came up and she said, it's like a couple hundred people in this auditorium, and Mooji just answers questions and she's crying and she says, Thank you so much. I cried all day yesterday after satsang because... I've been trying so hard to be this person. I've put so much effort into perfecting this person. I've created this nonprofit from the ground up. I'm a good person. I am all those things, but it's, I don't have to try anymore. And it's not that she isn't that. It's that she doesn't have to try. And this has always helped me in moments of social anxiety, right? And just because we label ourselves as extroverts, which I think whether we're extrovert or introvert is just a cyclical way of processing, um, processing in our lives. It's like sometimes we need alone time, sometimes we need to connect with others. But yeah, she said, "I don't need to be anyone." <laughs> like, thank you. And I, she flashes in my mind all the time because it's not that she stops doing the things she still does the things being in the present state of being isn't stillness in action it just means that we go about our lives from the heart instead of the ego-driven mind and i think this is really hard for us to accept especially in current culture and social media culture and um the scarcity culture that's created kind of a narcissistic, look at me, society, because it's easier to do that. And it's created this fear of being ordinary, of living a normal life, of leaning into the everyday joys. And that's where the presence is. It's the joy. Muji also says, you need nothing to be happy. You need something to be sad. And Brene Brown, I've been reading Daring Greatly, and it's just speaking to my everything. It's, it's amazing. I'm underlying everything. And she's talking about how our fear of being ordinary is preventing us from experiencing joy And the seeking for the extraordinary is distracting us from the magic of life, which is pure being, pure consciousness, pure love, in my opinion and in my experience. And I've I've heard the same from others. So I look forward to continuing to practice this because it is an ongoing practice and see what comes up and also connect with all of you. Thank you again for carving out some time to be here with me, even when there might be some motorbikes in the background, some background noise. I'm not in my beautiful studio in Denver, but that makes it a little more beautiful in its own way. If you enjoyed the podcast or it resonated with you, as always, please reach out. You can screenshot it on Instagram and tag me, Shoshana underscore Raven. Slide into my DMs. Take a look at my website, ShoshanaRaven.com. I have some new things coming up. We have a retreat, Miles and I, in India in March. It's a really special group, and I'm excited to see who the last couple people are. So, Thank you so much. And if you're feeling extra generous and you want to give this podcast a review or share it on your social platforms, you would search it on Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the bottom and give it a rating. That helps it reach people who don't find it through like me or a friend of a friend. And that's been some of the most beautiful conversations I've had because I truly see like the ripple effect of how our openness and this trust building and community building through platforms that are sometimes feel designed to tear us apart and make us feel disconnected um, we can change that so I love you and I look forward to next time